<sighs> well, here we are. September 11th, 2021. I'm back with another episode. It's just going to be me today. The logistics of recording other people is, you know, we got lives. So I got people in the works and, and we'll do it when we do it. But I thought I'd check in. I took the week off last week and it was a busy week since the last episode was an hour long. I thought I could just sit for another week. Because uh, it's, it's my podcast. I can do what I want. Fight me. Just kidding. I don't, I don't want to fight. There's enough fighting in the world right now. So it is the 20th anniversary, as you, I'm sure, are well aware And it makes me think about the way we came together after the horrors of 9-11. And the way we're not coming together through the horrors of COVID-19 and politics. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But 20 years ago today, I was but a young buck flailing about the city, working odd jobs. I remember I was working at this place. And for those of you that may be listening from the local area, it was on 6th Avenue in Tacoma, Washington. And it was called The Offbeat. And it was a club of sorts. And I remember the night before 9-11. And I was just fucking wasted. And I was so hungover that morning. And I had, I think I turned on the TV. You know, I don't really remember. I remember... I think someone called me and told me to turn on the TV. And so I, I got to watch, you know, after, after the initial plane hit, I watched some of the news and then we had to go into work. And I remember, and it was just like odd jobs around the, the club because I was actually doing music back then. I was in a hip-hop group, and uh, the guy that owned the club wanted to manage us. But anyway, so I just did, uh, like, I would work the door there or uh, perform. But he had us coming to work, and I remember just feeling sick to my stomach, even as numb as I was back then, just, just feeling sick about all 
of the shit that was going down in New York City. So, and this was right around when I was, so this is 20 years ago. I was not making good decisions. Uh, I think I was in drug court then. Yeah, because I didn't get kicked out of drug court until 2003. But it was just a shitty day, and I remember not wanting to, like, expecting that the, the owner would, like, send us home, like a sick day. I just felt gross. Not only from probably drinking the night before, but... What a sickening thing. So my heart goes out to the nearly 3,000 people that lost their lives that day. So let's come together, all right? Let's love each other for fuck's sake. Nobody's taking away anybody's freedoms. So it's been a good couple of weeks. I mean, number one, I'm not a piece of shit. Because we're talking about recovery here, right? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um... Uh, being honest is a fucking attribute that if I don't ha if I don't have honesty then I'm doing all the wrong things and it just snowballs so today I'm so grateful that I have the ability to be honest, the ability to be transparent, to love who I am today, and to maintain that every day. So when I look back at the week, yeah, it was tough. I'm sleeping like shit still. I went in and saw the uh, neurosurgeon for my back issues and it only and it took and this was Tuesday morning I went it took from Tuesday until me waking up this morning to realize that I'm fucking pissed off about this so I get you know x-ray over a year ago initial x-ray and then I do physical therapy and then I finally get an MRI because nothing's working it still hurts there's something going on, and this is in my back, my spine. And so they get, they do the MRI, and I get to to receive those uh, injections in my back. Okay. And uh, three rounds of injections. I feel like it's uh, it's gotten worse. There's this nerve thing happening. So I go all the way up to Seattle to the neurosurgeon and he shows me my MRI and we go through it 
And he shows me the x-ray, the initial x-ray they did. I have some bone spurs, by the way. It just looked like shit floating around near my spine. And he thinks that there's no reason for any surgery. Okay, fine. So he's like, let's test your B12. So I go in and I do that, and I still haven't talked to him. And he said, we're going to set up an EMG for your nerves. We're going to test the nerves in your extremities. So I call that. I call yesterday because they actually texted me and said, call and set up an appointment for your referral. So I called. I can't even get in to do this EMG until November. So I'm not able to comfortably fall asleep at night. And now I got to wait two months just to see what the nerve thing says. And then I woke up this morning and I said, hey, this motherfucker was looking at an MRI from a year ago. Okay? I wasn't having the intense, crazy nerve thing I, or the numbness that I'm having now. So I think I'm just not sure how this makes sense. It doesn't make sense. I'm not sure the logic around looking at a year-old MRI and then I'm expressing concern for symptoms, new symptoms that I've been having over the last four or five months. So I got to get back on there and message the surgeons and say, hey, can we maybe take a, a deeper dive into this? And meanwhile, 96% of the county's hospitals are filling up because of COVID. So, I, you know, I don't imagine I'm going to get in for any resolution anytime soon. We want to track you. For fuck's sake. So, <laughs> that's my week. My birthday's coming up next week. I'm going to be 22 years old. Just kidding. I'm not going to tell you how old I am. For privacy's sake. So I'm looking forward to uh, every day. I look forward to every day. What I don't look forward to is going to sleep at night. It's starting to turn into an anxiety-ridden stress fest. But what are you going to do, right? And perspective tells me that I'm going to be okay because the gauge in which I measure uh, is, you know, I'll take this back pain and the non-resolution of this back pain over the piece of shit that I was 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. Because nothing compares to 
quitting your drug of choice. That's not to mention that, you know, coming off alcohol is deadly. Coming off heroin is, feels like it's deadly. It's fucking miserable. But you can't, you're probably not going to die. You have a risk of, of seizure and death from alcohol and benzodiazepines, which would be Valium and Xanax. So I'm thankful that I get to suck air another day, as my uh, sponsor would say. I get to do this thing. You know, a lot of things create perspective. 9-11, COVID. Uh, recently, a homeless woman was murdered not too far from my house. She was just another human, you know, having challenges. So enough about that. It just makes you think. And they did get the guy that did it, by the way. I was following the updates from the police department. And I guess he assaulted somebody after, shortly after that incident and got caught for that. And then they, I think I had him on surveillance. Anyway, good riddance of the, the perpetrator. It's unfortunate for everyone. But we move on and we keep living. Oh, I think that was it. I don't bore you too much, but I gotta, you know, start, I'm gonna schedule some more interviews here and thank you for listening and tuning in. I appreciate your support. Uh, more to come, most definitely. So, with that, until the next time, stay safe. Be kind to each other. Tell everyone you love them as often as possible. And I'll see you at the next episode. Look here, Nell. You're the only girl for me. Oh, yes, I know her, but I am over three. I wish I'd met you in the days of yours. Go on, kid. I've heard that stuff before. Now kiss me, dear, and I'll promise to be true. To kiss your grandma, and she'll be true to you. Love me, dearie, and I will treat you right. I love you. Well, no, not tonight. I don't believe you. Just because I'm wise to you. When I say I love you true. You needn't tell me. You're the only little girl I ever loved in all the world. Oh, that's what they all say. Honest kid, I'm strong for you. Well, if you want to know me, you will have to show me. I don't believe.